Okay. Welcome to Car Talks with David, everyone. Yes, you have turned into the, the right feed. I know that David does this show every single morning, and I am a fan of this. And he took me up on the offer of having me interview him. So here we go. David, my first question to you is, what is your dream interviewee? My dream interviewee. Okay. Uh, well, as far as, uh, as far as that goes, uh, probably the person that I would most like to interview on the show uh, would actually be Alan Gannett. He's the uh, chief strategy officer at Skyward. Uh, though before that, he was the founder and CEO of Track Maven, and uh, he wrote a book called The Creative Curve, which is probably one of my most recent favorite books to read, aside from yours. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm just a huge fan of his work and everything he's doing um, in the uh, marketing world. And uh, so that would be my my dream interview. <laughs> that would be a dream interview, Alan. Alan Ginn, and is he on LinkedIn? Could we get a call out and say, bring Alan Ginn on Card Talks with David's show? Could the fans of your show and mine help you by uh, saying we need to bring Alan Ginn on? Would he listen to a LinkedIn post or how do you think you would secure that interview? Um, yeah, he's actually really active on LinkedIn. Uh, that's how I um, how I uh, kind of got to know him about his book and everything. So um, I just haven't uh, tried to ask him yet. Just been with everything else. So I was like, okay, I want to make sure I get a couple interviews under my belt. But uh, I can definitely. Uh, you know, try and reach out to him and uh, Do, see if he'd be interested. And your fan base would probably be able to help you with that, too. I'm a member of your fan base. And, of course, if I put a call out to Alan Ginn on my LinkedIn, maybe someone will sit. We never know who reads the post on LinkedIn. And so my next question, if you had to be educated by anyone inside or outside your field of IT. Who would it be and why? I could be tricked by anybody inside or outside. Um, honestly, um, you know, I think um, inside or outside of IT. Uh, probably the person that I would most love to learn from would actually be um, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, I've, I've been recently fascinated with astrophysics. I think it'd be cool to, uh, to uh, learn more about that from him. Um, in, the, in the IT space, oh gosh, I've had so many great mentors through the year and trainers. I really can't think of someone, um, you know, maybe uh, Bill Gates, um, or or uh, Tim Cook, you know somebody like that, oh, or boy. Steve Woz, Wozniak. Oh like. boy, you're, <laughs> you're getting big in the IT space. It's so yeah. funny because um, the moment you say the IT space, I did a LinkedIn request 
for Mr. Steve Wozniak. He hasn't done anything with it, but we'll see. Maybe after this interview, maybe someone at Apple will be listening to this interview, and maybe we can do a call out to Tim Cook. I don't know. The magic spell is linked there. I don't know, but I know that um, Tim Cook, I think he does his own tweets, so I know that he's active on Twitter, but I'm not sure about LinkedIn, but it would be amazing for both of us to learn from IT perspective what goes up, what goes on in the big computer giant, i.e. Windows and Apple, because that's just fascinating to me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much that goes on. Uh... Behind the scenes, all we see is the the end product, and I all mean, I understand some of it. Product. <laughs> all yeah. we see is the pretty product, and you understand um, more than most because of your um, in IT. But outside IT, what's one thing that people do not know about you that you want to share publicly today? Okay. Um... Something that people don't know about me. Okay. Well, um, some people do know this. Um, and I think I've mentioned it maybe on the show a little bit. Um, but I actually have an eating disorder uh, that is um, based off of OCD. It's actually, it's not like a, um, you know, anorexia or anything like that. It's actually uh, a psychological thing. So a lot of times I'll go to restaurants and people are like, oh, why aren't you ordering, you know, a lot of food or whatever? I'm like, well, I don't really eat anything off the menu except for like chips and salsa or something like that <laughs> or, or fries. Um, so. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that you um, have this physical disability and it's the um, first time you've admitted the physical disability based off OCD, obsessive, dis- obsessive obsessive disorder. For those of you who don't know what foreign language David just spoke, and for those of you who um, don't know, I have a physical disability. My disability is ataxia, spastic cerebral palsy, spastic cerebral palsy for short, CP. Just no, that. So um, we both have disabilities. I'm more public than you when it comes to your physical disability. But picky eating can go to adults too. It doesn't have to go to the kids. People think it can um, only happen to kids. Well, picky eating could happen to adults too, and happens to me, and happens to you, and happens to all of us yeah absolutely and and, uh you know it's when i was you know a kid you know i uh never really thought about it the doctors were just like oh he'll grow out of it um and it wasn't until years later that i actually realized that it was part of my obsessive compulsive disorder that um that it was a psychological thing and it wasn't just me being picky it was actually my brain um 
being picky and <laughs> not uh, letting me move past that easily. Yeah. And so if you had to do a different career for about a week, what would it be other than IT? Okay. Okay. Um, for a week, I would really, really like to try um, being a, uh, a race car driver. Race car driver? Now, is that because of the adrenaline rush, or is that because of something else? I've always been uh, fascinated with cars and, and liked cars and just, uh, you know, just always enjoyed driving, too. And um, so growing up, I kind of wanted to be a race car driver. And so and then, of course, um, I got the chance to actually drive a Ferrari around a race car around a racetrack um, a couple of years ago for a little while. And uh, I just really enjoyed it. So I was like, man, you know, this would be cool if this would be something I was actually good enough to do and, uh, yep. you know, try. <laughs> they say I had a young, um, a young race car driver um, on my show last win. And he said to me, which I believe the race car box car that he was driving is actually safer than a normal vehicle. And I believe it because you would see what these guys go through at the Daytona 500. And my God, they go through lots. They go through speeds. Like, there's no tomorrow. So, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, um, when I was a kid uh, growing up, lived kind of out in the country in North Carolina. And so actually a lot of the people that lived near me worked for, for the NASCAR teams. So yeah. I actually got to meet a lot of the race car drivers. I got to, uh, a lot of them would be bringing the cars to their house to work on them, to fix them. So, I mean, they, they were extremely intricate in the internal structure of the car to protect the driver should something yeah. happen. So yeah, they're, exactly. they're very safe. Yeah, and now, um, now I'm not going to put bias on this question. If people were going to come visit North Carolina, what would you say they have to visit? What would they have to visit? Um, actually, the uh, there's two two good good places um the first being the mountains um the they though they they're not as large or as impressive as the rockies um (laughs) oh nice one david nice one they're not oh i have lots of impressive mountains out where i live i'm in aspen colorado as david knows and even though we have impressive Rockies out here, you guys have pretty good mountains. One of my bucket list things is to hike the Appalachian Trail, which goes to Atlanta and ends in Atlanta and then goes over to North Carolina. Yes, yeah, the Appalachian Trail. Um, there's 
there's uh, Chimney Rock, uh, there's Grandfather Mountain. Um, there's a lot of great uh, history there as well. And then, of course, the Biltmore Estate. So there's a lot of beauty up there. There's a lot of great driving up there. Yeah. Um, you know, I love going out in, in the fall to the uh, um, to the Blue Ridge Parkway and just driving, you know, yeah. just enjoying just the beauty. Driving. Just enjoying the just enjoying the beauty. So um, there is uh, there's so many cool things to do in North Carolina. One one of the things that I did in Atlanta was actually stopped by the Coca-Cola Museum. Believe it or not, I carried the Olympic torch in 2002, and one of their main sponsors was Coca-Cola. So I got to see, yet again, my Olympic torch in the Coca-Cola Museum. And that's in Atlanta, you guys. But that should be a stop if you do both um, cities in a week. You should probably hit the something in North Carolina, something in the in North Carolina, and then um, something in the in Atlanta, like the Coca-Cola factory or something else to, um, to that extent. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot in Atlanta too. Um, like you know, the the first time I went down there, I went to the Olympic Park um, and saw all, all of that. And um, haven't been to the Coca Cola Museum uh, yet. It's on my list. But Atlanta is such a huge city. Yeah. Uh, it's so spread out. Um, it's uh, it's hard to see it all in in yeah. one trip. Yeah. And, it, and... What is your favorite podcast? I know that you're going to see a live comedy podcast here in the next couple of weeks. You have mentioned that on your show. You're dying to go see these guys. And I'm actually dying if you do an interview with these guys because I want to hear this interview first. And I'm one of the ones that's Champion, maybe you get an interview with these guys. Okay. Uh, well, um, yeah. I mean, I've I've got so many podcasts I've listened to. I mean, I listened I listen to yours quite a bit. Um, there's also uh, Building from the Bottom, which is by my friend uh, Gareth Rafferty, um, and then of course uh, the Morning Star Journal uh, with Tariq. Uh, I love his show, and I kind of inspired him to get his show started. So I take a little bit of credit for that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But as, as far as the podcast, I'm going to go see in uh, Atlanta, it is called um, small town murder. And um, basically they talk about it's two comedians and they talk about uh, the stupid criminals and the, and the predicaments they get themselves into in these mm-hmm. crimes they commit in these small towns. Um, it's sort of like, um, the old eighties, uh, TV show, uh, world's dumbest criminals or whatever the, yeah. they would, they would, uh, find these, you know, the, these video clips of these criminals doing stupid stuff. It's kind of like that in a way. Uh, so I enjoy it. It's quite funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just so many great podcasts out there. I try and listen to as many as I can, but, uh, those are definitely my favorites, yours, uh, Tariq's, Gareth's, and then, uh, the, the, Two Jimmies who uh, host Small Town Murder. And 
So if you had to ask them one question, the two Jimmy's um, lives, what would it be? Um, I think what I would ask them is probably just how they decided to go from being stand-up comedians to podcasters. I think that's a pretty interesting there's probably got to be an interesting story behind that. Well, Monkman, um, Monkman, who I have not seen live yet, he does a podcast, and he's also a stand-up comedian. And I know you're trying to keep this podcast clean, so if I say um, his podcast, people would ex a not like me for saying his podcast on this podcast, but I want everyone to Google the Small Town Murders, Asquin, or Monkman. Just Google Monkman and you'll find out what his podcast is. And then um, you'll see what you'll see what we're talking about when you say comedians start a podcast. Now I haven't listened to two to small town murders myself. So you got me hooked on a podcast. Now, David, thank you very much. <laughs> Didn't you listen to all these podcasts? No, you got everyone hooked on small town murders. And so um, you, because comedy is not a dying art. I mean, I know comics personally that they can put on a good so they, this comic that I know doesn't have a podcast yet, but maybe one day I'll come distance that he should take his comedy to a wider audience. And so what would be your advice for someone that is possibly coming out of high school and going in and wants to go into IT computer technologies because STEM is so huge. Science, math, and computers are so huge that these schools now have STEM programs. And so what would be your advice to someone working their way up? Uh, well, as far as, um, you know, getting into college, you know, definitely Decide what you want to uh, focus on, you know, because there, like you said, there's so many different uh, research and um, and degree options now in that. So kind of start getting your idea of what you want to do, whether you want to do like desk side support or information security or uh, ethical hacking, you know, figure out that and then also. Um, look into the requisite uh, certifications like A+, Net+, CCSP, all of those types of certifications and figure out which ones, like start job hunting, um, you know, what type of job you want. And if you're wanting to go into like, say, I don't know, financial crimes and be an investigator, you know, find out what kind of certifications they're looking for, find out what kind of the degree they're looking for, because there's so many specialized fields. You, you kind of have to target what you're wanting to go for ahead yeah. of time. So yeah, that's really the big thing. Back when I was in college 8,000 years ago, you know, 
none of my professors even had computer degrees. They were all mathematicians yeah. that had uh, recently been converted to the IT department because the college was like, oh, shoot. Yeah, computers are the future. Uh, maybe <laughs> we need to get with this. Yes. Uh, so. yes. Now, um, now I'm going back to journalism school, and one of the things that my school requires is that professors come from the field to teach at the Academy of Arts University. So I'm really lucky. I, unlike you, have professors that uh, have actually been in the field and know what they're talking about. But it's interesting when I call the online help desk for my own computer needs, I try to be really, really, really nice to them. And um, I just want to tell everyone, be really, really nice to the computer IT people because David's job is a lot tougher than it looks. And when I got the virus on my PC, yeah, the computer, um, the IT person did it remotely and yeah, it cost me arm and a leg, but when a computer gets broken, you get angry. So I don't want you guys to get angry at the IT people because they're crawling <laughs> underneath your desk, David. And you're laughing at me because they notice the truth. They're crawling underneath your desk to fix your computer. So be really grateful. Thank you. Next week is Thanksgiving. Be really grateful to those IT people out there, including David. Because we can we can function without IT people in our lives. Just saying. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely a uh, like you said, crawling under the desk. A lot of people ask me, they're like, "So why do you wear blue jeans?" I'm like, "Well, because yeah. uh, I'm I'm crawling yeah. under your desk. It's dirty and nasty under there, and yeah, yeah. slacks just don't and do the trick." Spiders and mold and um, everything else. In North Carolina, I say mold because, um, yeah, my aunt, who's a U.S. tax attorney, her biggest fear is mold getting all over her computers. And I'm like, yeah, it should be your biggest fear because you get to play underneath the desk and make it happy and make the boss happy. But at the same time, when we call the IT people, we're not happy <laughs> We're not happy. So, as I said, please say thank you to all the IT people out there, including David, because that would make me happy. Because, David, um, if I knew you way back when, I could have um, had you do remote work on my computer. But, nope, that didn't, that didn't help. I was so desperate to look for IT person. I was like, help, help. Do I get a virus off? And you could have done it for me in two seconds flat. But when um, I say that to all the people listening to contacts with David, when you go into work, wherever you work, at least thank the IT people because they do a thankless job. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, Sometimes. absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes. 
when you're falling under the desk and dumping your head. Let's face it, when those desks are pretty tiny in those cubicles. So, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this interview with David, and I hope you guys enjoyed Car Talks with David, and please, 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 this is my other public announcement. Please share any of his episodes out. He does a wonderful job from his iPhone, and please share any of his episodes out. David, where can people find Car Talks with Dave if they Car Talks with David if they are so inclined? I know you put it on LinkedIn. I know you do a great job of marketing it, but where can people find it? Okay. Uh, well, as far as um, on LinkedIn, uh, you can search for Dual Podcasts. Uh, that's the business I run to help advertise other people's uh, uh, podcasts as well as my own, uh, like uh, like Ask Win as well. Um, also on uh, Twitter and Instagram, Dual Podcast, and then on Facebook, it's Car Thoughts with David, and uh, you will either see my Dual Podcast logo or you'll see my white Volkswagen uh, Passat is that's where I'm generally recording my episodes from. That's my studio. And uh, that's the best way to reach me. Any of those places. That's the best way to reach you. And uh, Cora makes a great studio. Trust me, David um, doesn't from his on the way to work. That's why it's called Cora Talks with David. And please, 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 let's get the listeners up because we need more inspirational voices out there, like David's, like mine, and you guys can find me on Twitter. I um, always, I try to retweet David's stuff, so you guys can find that on my Twitter under Win W I N Kelly K E L O I Charles C H A L C H A R L A S, and you will see Car Talks with. David on there too. I always try and tweet your stuff. And David, before I let you go, who has been your favorite interview you have done on Car Talks with Dave? Okay. Oh, wow. I mean, they've all been really great. Um, to pick a favorite, that'd be kind of hard. Uh, um <laughs> Because I've just really enjoyed, I mean, every person I get to talk to is always such a pleasure. Um, you know, yours, uh, the inter- well, not not this one. I mean, yeah, the one before <laughs> uh, your interview uh, was really awesome. I enjoyed getting to talk to you about your books and everything. Um, I would have to say also um, my interview with uh, Jessica Corvo. Uh, she was just an amazing person to get to talk to. It was a lot of fun. And um, uh, my interview with uh, with Tariq, it was really cool because he was actually in the car with me. So uh, we did it local. There was no phone calls. He was there actually in the car. So that was kind of cool. I'd like to do more interviews like that. <laughs> that was that was kind of cool. And I know you are the host of Lincoln Local Charlotte. And when I make it down to Charlotte again. There will be, again, 
Um, I have to stop by Lincoln Logo and surprise everyone because, um, well, I have to now meet you in person and Lincoln and Logo is going to be the way to do it. And so where can everyone sign up for Wings in the Local, who's local to the Charlotte area, Charlotte area or the surrounding areas? Okay. Uh, well, there is an Eventbrite uh, page for that. Uh, so if you actually go to Eventbrite and search for LinkedIn Local uh, Charlotte, it should come up. Um, however, you can also find it on my LinkedIn. Um, I post it through my main account. Uh, and then I usually uh, reshare it through dual podcasts. So you should see links there. Um, the next event is tomorrow. And then after that, I'm shooting for the third or fourth Monday in January will be the next the uh, available date. Monday in January. So you people must go sign up if you want to be an expert on LinkedIn or at least meet a couple experts. Because, um, quite frankly, LinkedIn is the best next thing since sliced bread. I've been meeting a lot of people slash promoting my podcast. That's how David and I met. So the power of LinkedIn is no more posting the resumes and just leaving it up. You need to be active on LinkedIn. I know it's easy for me to say, oh, great, another media outlet that I need to be active on, but David and I were thinking the same thing. Let's um, leave the resumes up and see what happens. Well, turns in that LinkedIn is a little blue train that now we can't control. It's chugging up the hill with us on it. And so LinkedIn is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful um, thing. And I just hope you guys enjoy LinkedIn and meet David and share your thoughts with David. I know he has a calendar link. I've used it. It um, One thing with the calendar link is it pops up in your time zone, whether you're in Pacific Mountain, Eastern, and so he can get you on call talks with Dave. All you... All you guys can contact me. I'm on the author win W-I-N Charles C-H-A-I-L-S on LinkedIn and I'll get you contacted with David. And so call talks with Dave over and out and guest takeover over and out. And I hope you guys enjoyed this powerful episode. Thanks to you guys. Hey everybody. David here from Car Thoughts with David, and I just want to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path, and starting your journey. Well, if you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well, David, that's great, but what do I do? How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them. And that's all well and good, but sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for 99 cents, less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar, you can pick it up on Kindle. 
if you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels and trust me i'm looking at this book right now it's really well printed i love kindle publishing you can pick it up for five dollars and fifty cents so you can have a physical copy where you can take notes where you can you know keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome epic podcast that i know you're capable of creating so by all means if you're looking for ways you're looking for advice introduction to podcasting lessons learned lessons share is the book for you thank you guys and i could not do any of this without your support so when i say thank you i mean it thank you